Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is the Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Hey everyone, this is Dr. David. We'll be starting the show in about uh, nine minutes by my clock. That'll be 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, if this is your first time with us, please be, re- uh, be aware that our webinars are not normal in the sense that they only last 90 minutes. Our, our intention is to give you a lot of really fun, very cool, very actionable uh, information. For those of you joining us on YouTube, there is a slight delay between when I speak something through the Zoom interface and when it actually shows up uh, on your feed. If I answer, if you ask a question in the chat or if I type something in the chat, that is in real time. Um, As we begin uh, today's event, uh, you may hear some background noise. That is because my children are still home and they are doing their uh, post-COVID, post-school things. So um, that being said, please make sure you have lots of coffee. Uh, things to write with. This is an interactive workshop. I will be asking you to do things uh, throughout this training. And this is a training. Uh, We will be offering you an opportunity to take your training further. Uh, So please be aware of that. And I will give you all of the details in just a few moments. But I just wanted to kind of get on a little bit ahead of time and uh, and just welcome you all and thank you all for, uh, for being so enthusiastic about this subject. This is absolutely one of my favorite topics to present and teach about. Um, It has helped me dramatically in every aspect of my life, from the clinical to the romantic and social to the the, the sales and marketing persuasion things that we teach. So this is going to be a a really powerful uh, class for you, and it's going to give you some very powerful, very actionable content. Stay with us. We'll be starting right at four o'clock, give or take a minute, and I'll talk to you soon.
Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. I would play the NLP Power International Anthem. Unfortunately, YouTube would ding me for copyright infringement. So you'll just have to imagine hooked on a feeling playing very loudly in your head, thinking victorious thoughts and getting ready to party because it is time for face reading for fun and profit. How to discover how to read anyone's face and understand their personality, temperament, and all that other good stuff. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Anyone else looked online for a vest and realized they can't pull it off? <laughs> you guys are funny. All right. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining me on tonight's webinar. Today's topic is how to read anyone instantly, face reading for fun and profit. If you stick with me tonight, I'm going to share with you some of the most powerful secrets for how to understand how people think, feel, and behave, how they make decisions, and where they hide things, you know, you know, what are they like when nobody's looking? What are they like when people are watching? I'm gonna show you and share with you how to uncover and unlock people's hidden traumas, how to find out what kind of, maybe not exactly what the trauma was, but when it happened, where, what it had to do with. And if you're a therapy person, if you're someone who, who works a lot in the therapeutic world, you'll be able to use these tools to help your clients and your family to become more emotionally happy and healthy. If you'd like to learn how to read people's repressed emotions, so you know what buttons to push, what buttons to stay away from, uh, you're going to be you're going to spend a little bit more time on this webinar. If you'd like to know how to influence and persuade people in the most efficient way possible, pay very close attention to a lot of the information in this webinar because it's going to give you some very powerful levers that you can begin to work with. And for those of you who are looking for Mr. or Mrs. Wright, if you'd like to learn how to measure sexual and romantic compatibility, there is going to be some very powerful uh, radioactive nuggets of information on this program that you're going to want to stick with. So first and foremost, before I get into what I, I lovingly call the Dr. David Dog and Pony Show, let's go over uh, some basic ground rules for the webinar. So first and foremost, I love you all, and I'm glad you're all here, and I love questions. I absolutely love questions. The problem with questions many times is that the questions often take us off the uh, the given track that I've set for us. So there, um, if you're used to a 90, if, if this is your first time with us and you're used to a 90 minute um, webinar where, you know, you, the guy gets on or the girl gets, lady gets on and they say, tease, 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 buy my stuff, buy my stuff, tease, 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 ask me questions, tease, 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 buy my stuff. You're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, our particular webinars tend to be very, very content heavy. Uh, they're focused on delivering very powerful, very practical, actionable things that you can take out into the world and use right away. The best part about the technologies that we teach here at Planet David is that you don't have to believe any of it. All we ask is that you have an open mind, take the information out into the world, do the drills and get the skills before you decide to take any of the offers that we're going to be sharing with you. And we have an offer with every webinar that we do. We, we line out a special class that allows you to come away with the powerful, actionable skills that you came to learn and then showing you how to take the next step. So first and foremost, um, if this is the scope of everything that there is to learn, we have time for this, even with a three or four hour webinar, which is what we usually run, which is again, if you're used to a 90 minute webinar where you're in, you get pitched, you buy it or you don't, and you move on, that's not how this is going to work today. What we're gonna do is for the first 60 to about uh, 75 minutes, we're gonna deliver as much powerful, real world proven, actionable content that you can take out into the world and use right away. Then what we're gonna do is we put together a special training 
upgrade for you. In other words, if you want, if you like what you learned in this webinar, you want to take it further, you want to become a master of this and apply it in every aspect of your life, we're going to share with you some ways that you can do that. That takes you about 20 to 30 minutes. After that, we're going to circle back to the foundations that we laid at the beginning of today's webinar. And we're going to continue to teach. We're going to build on what we taught you in the first half of the webinar. We're going to uh, drill down on specific areas of face reading and how it applies to personality, temperament, health, wealth, happiness, trauma, what have you. But that, that drill down will be based on the questions that I'm going to ask you uh, to answer as we move through the, the, the formal presentation. So for the first half hour or so, um, maybe not, not quite a half hour, I, I have a set presentation and then I'm going to jump off and I'm going to ask you, what is it you want to learn about? What do you want, what do you want me to target this training for you for? We're going to teach that for the, till about we hit the 50, the 60 or 75 minute mark. We're going to do our offer. We're going to circle back and we're going to continue to teach. And we'll teach, and you usually go about three to five hours, four, not three. I've, I've had webinars as long as six hours, but usually we, right around the three hour, three and a half hour mark is, is right about most people's saturation point. If you've blocked out the traditional 90 minutes for this webinar and you got to jump off, that's fine. You'll miss out on a lot of the, the, the fast action bonuses in, in the offer that we're going to be sharing, but you'll still be able to watch the replay and get all the great information that we're going to share with you. So, um, like I said, if this is the scope of all the information we could be teaching you, we have time for this much. I promise to take you as far as I can in the time that we have, and I'll show you where to go to take your stuff to your skills to the next level if that's where you want to go. Does that sound like a fair trade? If that sounds like a fair trade, type it in the in the chat so I can uh, see that you're with me on this. Okay. Perfect. Now, once again, for those of you joining us on YouTube, we are streaming this live to our YouTube channel. Um, there is about a 60 to 90 second delay, depends on YouTube uh, or internet traffic, between when I answer something or I say something on the webinar versus when it actually shows up in the YouTube uh, stream. So a couple of things. I love questions. In fact, uh, I am fanatical about questions. I often uh, get some negative comments about my tendency to, to answer everybody's questions. So we're going to handle questions in a very special way. Um, those of you who are new to Planet David, type in the chat first time who, your name and where you're checking in from. Go ahead and type that in the chat because I have some special information for you. For those of you who've been bebopping around Planet David for a while, who've been using our materials and, uh, and have actually gotten a result using them, type veteran in the chat and where you used it. And there's a reason for that. You see, when you ask me a question, you expect me to say, buy my stuff. My stuff is awesome. It'll work for you. You expect me to say that. So I'm not going to say that. Okay. I'm going to ask the people who have used this material that is relevant to your question to answer you in the chat, because you expect me to say my stuff is the best. Okay. However, I want you to talk to people who've actually used the material in the context that you're asking about, because sometimes the questions fly by so fast that I don't see them. Right. So if you do have a question, please post it. OK. And there's a reason for that. If I see it and it's relevant to the part of the webinar that we're in, I'll answer it right then and there. If it's not relevant, I may skip it. But someone of one of my other, you know, older, more veteran students may see it and answer it for you. If you're still not satisfied and you want me to answer your question directly, here's what you do next. As soon as this, I, I, I end the feed for this YouTube live stream, 
YouTube is going to take this video. It's going to edit it. Now I had the stream running for about 30 or 40 minutes. So you got to skip through the first 30 or 40 minutes, but here's what I want you to do. When this stream goes live on YouTube in the comment section of this webinar, retype your question because I go back after every single webinar, I read every question and I answer them. Okay, so if, if you want an answer directly from me, I promise you that if you take the time to type your answers in the comment section when this video goes live on YouTube, I will do my best to answer your question. If I have an answer, I'll give it to you. If I don't, I will point you in the direction where I think the best answer to your question lies. Does that sound like a fair trade? If it sounds like a fair trade, please type fair trade if that's fair in the classroom or in the uh, in the chat rooms for me. Okay, this is an interactive webinar. I need to know you're with me. I need to know you're cool with the things I'm sharing with you. Okay, excellent. Perfect. Will you contact us ahead of time? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's okay. All right, excellent. So everybody seems to be with me. So um, first and foremost, I'm gonna start with my normal disclaimer, then I'm gonna start the official Dr. David Dog and Pony show as I like to call it. If politically incorrect language, colorful metaphors, swearing or the word boobies offends you, if my choice in music when I do play it offends you, this is probably not the best use of your next three hours, okay? If this is the scope of everything there is to learn, we have time to this. I will take you as far as I can in the time that we have, and I will show you how to take your skills to the next level. If that's a fair trade for you, stay on, stay with us to the end of the webinar because there's going to be some fast action uh, one-time only bonuses that are super cool. Some of the other bonuses that we'll be talking about uh, will have a little bit of a longer expiration date, but some, they go away the minute I log off the webinar. So you're going to want to stay till the end. So that being said, a um, couple, couple of real quick ones. This means yes. This means no. There will be a test. Right. Normally I would ask, I would ask, I would have you raise your hands if you agree or disagree or whatever. So I can't do that. But normally what I would say, this means I know the answer. This means I don't. This means, oh shit, I hope he doesn't call on me next. And yes, for those of you wondering, this is a green screen behind me, but it is an actual picture of my bookshelf downstairs. So uh, once we get the garage refitted and all the lighting and the air conditioning is set up, I'll be streaming once again from my home studio. That being said, let's go ahead and uh, without further ado, jump into what I lovingly call the Dr. David Dog and Pony Show. And let's explore face reading for fun and profit. Okay. So welcome aboard. This is, uh, so you might be asking uh, after all that stuff, who the hell is Dr. David and why should I care? Well, first and foremost, I am in fact a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine. I graduated, I've been a practicing acupuncturist uh, with a clinic in Solana Beach for the last 15 years. I started practicing and actually got closer to 16 years, 2005, uh, where my specialty clinically is, is uh, treating physiological illness that has as its roots repressed emotion. A lot of the material that I'm going to be sharing with you is actually derived from uh, some of the more diagnostic aspects of Chinese medicine. I lovingly call face reading Chinese vibrational psychotherapy because it's one of the few ways that the Chinese have of directly interacting through a talking format for helping people to relieve, to, to uh, type personalities, overcome limiting beliefs, things of that nature. So I graduated from Pacific College of Oriental Medicine with a doctorate in Chinese acupuncture, uh, or doctor of acupuncture in Chinese medicine. In 2020, I was named the number one NLP trainer of the year by globalgurus.org. I've been in the top two NLP training positions with that, with that particular organization uh, for the last five years, actually. 
Uh, I think from 2017, 2016, 2017, up to now, I've either had the number one or number two slot. I've authored over 15 different products on various forms of human influence, everything from how to reprogram the subconscious mind, how to meet and attract people, how to win sales and negotiation tactics, how to change beliefs during normal conversation, um, advanced vibrational law of attraction techniques. Uh, we've created some very powerful cutting edge programs that are at the forefront of most personal change work today and very proud of those things. So uh, an interesting side effect of that was in, uh, this is a letter from globalgurus.org. And this is, uh, it says, uh, Dr. David, it is with great pleasure to announce that your training program, Killer Influence, has been chosen by global peers and ranked as the number one best program in the world for neuro-linguistic programming. You can see that here. If you click this little link, uh, you'll see here that there's actually a little uh, screenshot where we are actually the number one NLP training program in there, which is funny to me because I never promoted Killer Influence as an NLP program. It's pretty interesting that, that they classified it that way because it, uh, Killer Influence is actually a very integrative uh, system. It is all about human influence, everything from face reading and cold reading all the way down to advanced thematic language patterns, lie detection, and things of that nature. So if you're interested in stuff like that, much of what, some of what I'm going to be teaching you in today's webinar is actually found in this course. Uh, other things come from other sources, but I just wanted to share that with you um, just for your edification. <clears throat> also, uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a lifelong martial artist. Uh, I have a 10th degree black belt in Okinawan karate, uh, Ryukyu Kempo specifically. I have a 4th degree black belt in Shaolin Kuntao, a 2nd degree black belt in Kosho Kempo Ru, a 1st degree black belt in Fankuru Jiu Jitsu. I'm also a certified instructor in Combat Sistema, which I think um, as far as martial arts that a hypnotist or a neurolinguistic programmer should study, I think Sistema offers the, the greatest amount of, of mind-body interventions um, of all the martial arts I've studied. I've studied a lot. So I, I really, really have a tremendous respect for Sistema. I have also an um, instructor in Cinco Mano Escrima and a basic instructor in Modern Nice. I like to make a joke that I have more energy credentials than McDonald's sells hamburgers. Uh, I am in fact a Reiki master. I've been a Reiki master teacher since before Reiki was cool. I'm an advanced pranic healer, an advanced pranic psychotherapist, advanced DNA theta healer. Uh, I'm certified in the Bankston energy healing system, which is one of the most powerful um, cross-contextual energy transformation systems I've ever seen. I am an avid practitioner of many different forms of Qigong, and I teach those in my vibrational influence classes. And you may be asking, David, okay, now that you've uh, tried to compensate for all the things that we might be trying to compensate for, because that's usually what happens, is that... Uh, is that whenever somebody reads that that uh, that syllabi, they say, "Well, David's either the first level bullshit artist, or he's trying to compensate for something." But the truth is that all of these particular disciplines, uh, while they seem to be very very different, they all have something in common, and that commonality is what we call pattern recognition. You see, everything human beings do has a structure and a pattern that repeats. They repeat at different levels of human experience. And once you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and becoming aware of these patterns, you can look at a person's face and see the patterns of their emotion. You can read the patterns of their thoughts and hear the patterns of their thoughts in the word choices that they use and the structure of their language. You can um, intuit from the way they move their body certain patterns and what those patterns of um, movement equate to emotionally and cognitively. And that's what you're going to be exposed to uh, in this training is this concept of pattern recognition of the psycho-emotional health and physiological health of a human being. Uh, 
but it's based on uh, understanding patterns. So what does all these things have to do with reading faces? Pretty much everything. So is this class for you? Let me ask you this, okay? This class is for you if you can answer yes to any of these questions. If you would like to learn how to become more attractive to the opposite sex, maybe even know how to say the right thing for them to find you charming, fascinating, or irresistible, you're probably in the right place. If you'd like to locate and banish fear and insecurity from your life, radiate confidence and more assertiveness because you understand people better, this is probably a good place for you to be. If you'd like to have the ability to read people and understand them in such a way that it allows you to make more money from your job or book more clients for your business or get that raise or promotion, you know you deserve, you're in the right place. If you would like to learn how to protect yourself from manipulators and easily handle difficult people, if you'd like to be able to to, to actually detect difficult people or potentially difficult people before they even open their mouth, you might want to stay on until the end of the webinar because you're going to learn some really, really powerful, pretty consistent and useful things. If you'd like to know how to look at somebody and know exactly how to have them thinking, feeling and acting the way you want so that they naturally want to follow your lead, stay on to the end of the webinar. If any of these things sound good to you, type that's for me uh, in the chat. If, and again, as I go through these, if you see it, if you hear anything else that resonates with you, type that's for me. I want that in the chat. If you'd like to program yourself to remove blocks to your success, create massive financial abundance, and maybe even have more than enough money to buy the things you want and then some, stay on because there's some certain facial traits that if you learn how to cultivate them or modify them, you can actually change how your brain and your body um, relates to the concept of wealth and uh, prosperity. If you'd like to be able to nail two or three job interviews on the spot, two out of three job interviews, and have them salivating to hire you because you can actually take a snapshot of what's going on inside a person's mind, knowing what kind of qualities and characteristics and attributes they are most likely to gravitate to and recognize and want, this is going to be a really, really good webinar for you to be on. If you'd like to be able to surround yourself with lots of new and trustworthy and loyal friends, pay attention to some of the things that we're going to share with you on this webinar, right? If you'd like to be able to have people hanging on your every word, maybe even find you the most fascinating person in the room, even if you have a zero, even if you have zero understanding of where things like language patterns or hypnosis or echo technique or three magic questions, if you'd like to have lines of people, crowds of people flocking to you at social events or even networking events, you're probably going to want to stay on uh, to the end of this webinar because there's a treasure trove of information that will dramatically change your social life, your professional life, and your personal life. If you type yes in the, in the, uh, for any of this, type, I want that. Let's get started in the chat, and we will jump in head first. Cool. Excellent. Very good. All right. Let me go ahead and go back to sharing my screen. All right, so first and foremost, this whole idea of, of face reading comes from Chinese medicine. And uh, I could show you a picture really quick, but uh, we're gonna get off track. So if you stay on to the end of the webinar, this is what I promise you'll take home, okay? Oh, you're already home, but you'll take with you and you can use. If you stay until the end, I will share with you the most powerful way to read and understand yourself and anyone you meet. This is truly, truly powerful. It has changed my life. It has changed my life um, almost as much as learning neurolinguistic programming and handwriting analysis, which I found a lot of correlations between uh, facial reading 
and, and handwriting analysis, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to teach you how to understand personality and temperament, how to look at a person's trauma history and, or, and, and see it written plainly on their face, how people make decisions, what they're like in private, what they're like in public. I'm going to teach you a, a quick and easy way to measure and understand sexual and romantic compatibility based on a person, the shapes and architecture of a person's face. Uh, we're going to show you how to read their personality and temperament through certain facial markings and things of that nature. And finally, I'm going to teach you in no uncertain terms how to become a master of people reading and how to use those skills to influence people to believe what you say, do what you want, and really kind of lubricate, for lack of a better word, all of your interactions with people. You'll come away from this webinar with an understanding of how to look at a person and see what's really going on with them. And you can make better decisions about how to use your tools of influence uh, based on that knowledge. If that sounds cool, let's get going. Okay, so here's what I'd like to know. I'd like to know. This is where we get, begin to uh, kind of target and drill down on the areas of application. See, every class is a little bit different. One class, they wanna do business applications. One class, they wanna do sexual and romantic applications. Some people wanna do trauma work. I'm curious for my edification, Type this in the chat for me. What is it that you want to learn about today? What is the, your biggest question regarding how to read and understand people that you would like the answer to? In other words, if you came away from this webinar with no other information but that one or two things, what would they be? Please type those in the chat so I can understand you better because I want you to come away with what you came for. Health. Okay. How to read people for business. Okay, excellent. Avoid toxic people online. How to incorporate this in my live Zoom sessions. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm, I might know something about that, Dina. Right? Trauma work, David says on, on YouTube. Uh, wealth. Okay. I'm seeing a lot. A lot of people are coming back to trauma. Uh, Martha's just curious. Cool. Read the intent of the person. Okay. Carl Sumner says, working as hypnotherapist, fast reading of new clients. Oh, you're going to get a treasure trove, Carl. You're gonna get them, you're gonna, gonna be like drinking from a fire hose. Uh, seeing the true BS and identifying blind spots and red flags. Okay. Um, any of our other um, health, strength, and longevity? Uh, Stephanie Johnson over on YouTube says trauma in business. Very good. Self consciousness. That um, uh, Merrickville SW, NSW uh, self consciousness is going to be in, implicit throughout this entire program. Uh, seeing the true BS. Excellent. Okay. I see where this is going and I really, really like your, your points. Anything Kim says, anything I share is good. She's in the category. I like, I'll have what she's having. If you ever detecting interest, how to master ourselves in a more subtle way. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So let's jump in. Okay. So the first thing I'd like, let me jump off my screen share really quick. Fast reading. Okay. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is the, the, the big picture. You see, when I teach people human influence, one of the problems is, is there's two ways to keep people stuck. Okay. Two ways to keep people stuck. You either don't give them enough information or you give them way too much. So when, when I started developing my systems and I didn't develop them to teach to the public, I grew up in a very um, hostile, traumatic environment. I was a very sensitive child. Um, my parents didn't teach me how to interact with people. In fact, my, my dad was a little bit on the self-centered side, if a, is a nice way to say it without using the label. Um, and so 
I, I really wasn't given the opportunity to develop really good social skills. My hygiene was almost, I was bigger around than I was tall. You know, if I was bullied, I was lied to, I was desperate to have people like me. And so many times um, I would find myself being manipulated and often scapegoated uh, as a result of wanting to trust people far beyond where I should have. And, and I remember very, very vividly standing in my room at around 11 or 12 years old saying, this has got to change. God grant me wisdom. Be careful what you ask for, because the universe has a bizarre way of, of uh, delivering that. Needless to say, it launched a journey for me, a journey where I needed, I had problems that I wanted to solve. I had answers and I, and I searched for years and years and years. So I never, so everything I'm about to share with you, I want you to understand first and foremost, as, as mercenary as it sounds, I didn't, I didn't develop it for you. I developed it for me because I had areas of my life where I was running into brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. Everywhere I go was pain, sadness, rejection, or loneliness. And I had to find a way to get through that. I had to find a way to beat the odds, honestly. And so that's where this is coming from. Now, I found out as I went through these processes and I started sharing some of these technologies that uh, a lot of people had the same thing. A lot of people had the same issues, the same challenges growing up. And by taking some of the things I had discovered, they were able to uh, get the same results. And so that's my goal is for you to come away from this with uh, actionable things that you can do. So the first thing that I want to share with you, uh, and this is what I had to do for me, is I had to be able to say, okay, when I look at somebody, what's easy? In other words, what's the easiest, most obvious things that I can detect about a person. Now this goes for NLP, this goes for conversational hypnosis, this goes for report skills, and it's especially true with face reading because you can, you can drill down to minutia after minutia after minutia, but that's not useful for people. What's useful for people are things that you can just take out into the world and put to use right away. So we start with things that are safe, reliable, and easy to see from far away. Safe, reliable, easy to see from far away, and most importantly, useful. Would it be useful to be able to look at somebody and know how they make decisions? If you think that's a useful thing to know, go ahead and type that in the chat. Okay. If you think it would be useful to know what kind of a person or what kind of a human being a person is in their private life when nobody's looking, when the camera's off, when it's just a few intimate friends, who are they really behind their masks? Type yes in the chat. If you'd like to be able to know how to talk to somebody in such a way that the face that they show the world gets reinforced and, and indulges in the behaviors that you would like them to act on, type yes, I want to know that in the chat because those are the first things you're going to learn. Okay. They're easy to see. You just got to know what to look for. Okay. And the best part is you can do it safely. In other words, I can be across the room. I can look at somebody's face and I can know instantly, are they a thinker? Are they a feeler? Are they a hands-on person? Are they social? What are they like in private versus what they're like in public? That's what we're going to learn first. Does that sound cool? Okay, very good. Now, before we jump into that, I do need to make um, one final distinction. I know it sounds like I'm teasing, but there is, uh, in my world, I make some very, very uh, powerful distinctions between 
the Chinese facial diagnosis system, which is what you're learning today, versus things like micro expressions. Uh, my, my good friend Chase Hughes, who I'll be co-teaching an event with in September, uh, has a lot of people reading skills. So we call them, they're both forms of profiling, but there's a, I, I divide things into what I call active profiling and passive profiling. You can think of active profiling as the act of, of, of watching how the face changes in the moment. Micro expressions, forward leans, backward leans, uh, ventral tilts, things of that nature. These are things that manifest in the moment as a person's emotional states and fluctuations change, right? To, to do active profiling, you have to have a much greater sense of um, in-time awareness or what NLP likes to call uptime awareness. What you're going to be learning is the complement to active profile. We call it passive profiling. These are the markings that manifest over time through repeated experiences of a similar nature. Repeated sadness, repeated joy, repeated bitterness. They, they, these are, think of it as a, the, if, you, if you want to contrast uh, face reading versus like um, micro expressions, the face reading system you're about to learn is the result of a, of a lifetime of micro expressions. Does that make sense? So you will be able to know in a very, very significant way, very, very consistent way, what this person is like over time, right? Active profiling tells you what a person is doing in the moment. So they complement each other very, very well, but I wanna be very, very clear. I also teach the active profiling part. We have courses on that, but this is about passive profiling, looking at somebody and knowing what they're going to do over time consistently not what they're doing in the moment. Does that make sense? If it makes sense, type it in the chat. Okay, all right. So let's talk about um, decisions, shall we? So when we look at the face, here's the first thing I want us to drill down on. <clears throat> there are three zones to the face. Let me make this, can everybody see this okay? This is our first, and I want you to understand that, that when you look at the three zones of the face, the upper zone, which is measured roughly from just about the eyebrow line. And my teacher says to measure from, uh, from the eyebrow to the, to the hairline, um, or actually that's where I measure, but she likes to measure from the, from the hairline to the top of the head. I think that tends to give us a little bit, I, I, I'm gonna let you play with that. But anyway, what we're looking at, when you see someone whose who's forehead is much bigger than the rest of the zones, right? We have a, a kind of a, a shape like this. You have someone who's very, very data-driven, okay? Uh, one of my good friends and, and, and partners with Jet Webinar. Is a, is a guy by the name of Brandon Burr. And if and when you ask Brandon a question, he always answers you with a spreadsheet. So people with very large foreheads, very high foreheads, very large upper zones are very mental. They're very cognitive. And so they will gravitate to questions or uh, presentations that are very data-driven. They're gonna wanna see the data. When you ask them if they want something or if they, if, or if they wanna buy something, they're gonna ask for the data, the, the evidence that supports what you're saying, okay? Now, the middle zone of your body, or the middle zone of your face, rather, 
is related to practical pursuits. So when you get somebody who has very prominent cheekbones, somebody who has <laughs> huge forehead here, I speak in spreadsheets. Yes, yes, very, it's very common. In fact, uh, here's, a, here's a little challenge for you. Um, how many of you live near a, um, a campus where a lot of tech companies are? Go ahead and type that in the chat, just for fun. Here's, what, here's a little experiment. One of my, one of my trainers, uh, one of my, my, my students did this just to prove me right or wrong. Find a place where people who are number crunchers, lots of accountants, uh, lots of IT people. Like I, I live in San Diego, so I have like Qualcomm and I have all these things. If you live in San Fran or, where, or Silicon Valley, this is very easy for you to do. Go to a place where lots of brainiac type people hang out. Okay, people who are engaged in very cognitive things and hang out in the food court during lunch hour and count the foreheads. Count the foreheads and, and, and look at the facial proportions and notice the pattern. What's most common? Now, the next part of this. No, we're not talking about bumps on the head, Alan. We're talking about the size of the head. Okay. In relation, the size of the upper zone of the head versus proportions to the lower zones. Okay. Now, next thing I want you to do is I want you to go to a fitness center, MMA gym, whatever. And I want you to go in and I want you to look at jaws. Look how big and strong the jaws are. Look at how prominent the bony ridge right at this line tends to be in the vast majority of the people there. These people have a definitive physiognomy based on their hormones and there's a psychology that goes with that, okay? Don't believe me, go out into the world and look. And that doesn't mean that people with huge jaws are stupid. Doesn't mean that at all. Has nothing to do with intelligence. Has everything to do with cognitive preference or decision preference. And I'm going to show you why this is important uh, in just a moment, but let's go back to the picture and, and understand this particular aspect of, of reading people's decision-making strategies. Would it be important, just as, a, as an aside really quick, do you think it would be useful to know how people make decisions so that you can give them the information they need in the order and sequence that they need to make it in order to get to, to, to make the decision that you want them to make? Would that be useful out in life? Well, that's exactly what you're learning. When you see someone with this super high data-driven forehead, don't lead with practical applications. Or if you do, you better be damn prepared to show them the data, okay? They wanna know the data that supports the conclusion that you're making. So again, this is gonna be super, super important, right? Because when you look at these three zones, what you're going to be getting is a code. It's a sequence of first, second, third, or first, second, third, or first, second, third. You need all of the data. You need to give them all the data, but if you look at the relative size proportions of one zone to the next, you know what to present first, what to present second, what to present third, and if necessary, what to emphasize in this particular um, in this particular interaction. <clears throat> Would this cause an indirect or subconscious prejudice? No, because it's gonna be conscious. 
right? But if you don't know about this thing, these the the the, the formations that I'm sharing with you are already hardwired into you. You already get subconscious prejudices about people because they're subconscious, you don't pay attention to them. So what happens now is you're becoming a profiler. And again, if that if the idea of profiling people isn't something that you feel is something that should happen or should be done, you probably shouldn't be on this webinar, right? Remember that it is impossible for a human being not to have unconscious or subconscious prejudices, okay? It's more useful to make those subconscious inferences or filters educated, right? And I'm, that's why I'm asking you not to believe me when I tell you these things. I want you to go out into the world and test it. It's either going to work for you or it's not. The patterns are either going to manifest for you or they're not, right? You don't have to believe it, but it is important that you actually do the drills if you want the skills. Does that make sense? Yes or yes? Okay. Excellent. So let's go back to this because this is, again, this when I first saw this chart, and there were hours, hundreds of thousands of hours of information. I had to distill this down to something that was immediately useful. So um, let me see. Okay, make sure. So upper level zone, and the Chinese call this the heaven zone. We don't need to worry about that. This is not a class on Chinese medicine, although if you want to learn that, I have classes for that. Uh, the middle zone, which is about the eyebrow line to just below the base of the nose. This is known as the pragmatic zone. People with a larger zone here are very, very, what's this going to do for me? How can I use it? Uh, kind of an attitude. Okay. I usually see, and this is, this is a pattern I'm starting to see, that many times either the upper zone or the lower zone will be very, very close in size to the pragmatic zone. So what that, what that leads me to believe is that everybody has a pragmatic side, but they're going to get to the pragmatism based on a gut feeling, an instinctive or emotional drive, or they're gonna go there based on data. Now, every now and then you see someone with a massive practical zone. And you know, right then and there that these people want to know, okay, I don't care about the data. What's this going to do for me? Why should I listen to you? Right? What's, what's, how's this going to help me get more dates? How's this going to help me make more money? How's this going to help me get along with my spouse better? How's this going to help me uh, get my children to, 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 to be more connected to me or, or to do what I to take out the trash. So when you see these big middle zones, remember, you got to lead with the practical pragmatic benefits. These people, by the way, also tend to be a little bit more on the social side. A little bit more on the social side. Why? Because they're more in the moment, okay? Um, people with a much larger lower zone, in this zone here, which is from the base of the nose to the tip of the chin, these people are more gut-driven, okay? These people follow their gut literally follow their gut. They tend to be more emotional, uh, which means it doesn't mean that someone who's data-driven can't be emotional. They tend to be a little bit more on the dissociated side. They tend to be a little bit more aloof. Jimmy says, is there anthrop anthropometric measurements to distinguish the size of the features? Uh, the Chinese did not use uh, standard inches or centimeters like we're used. They use what they call a body inch. And so one of the big... Um, the big benchmarks that the Chinese use when measuring facial features, A is in proportion to each other. So again, uh, 
again, we're starting with the basics, right? I'm sorry, let me make this a little bit smaller. Um, okay, so again, so you have these three zones and what are the relative proportions or sizes here? Now this is, when you look at these three, okay? When you look at these three, you're gonna get a code or a sequence, okay? Um, if we, if we assign zone one, two, and three to what they are, you may get someone who's data-driven, then very practical, and then very, uh, and then they get a gut feeling that it's right for them and they go for it. Some people you present to them and they get a gut feeling, they look at the data, and then they wanna know how it's gonna help them, right? Some people are gonna say, well, what's this gonna do for me? Show me the data that supports it. I like that, let's go ahead and do it. Does that make sense? If, you, if that makes sense, go ahead and type that in the chat. And FYI, there is some correlation between some of these traits and Myers-Briggs. In fact, my teacher, uh, Lillian Bridges, who is the world's leading authority on Chinese facial diagnosis and Chinese medicine, can actually look at your face and tell you with a high degree of certainty your Myers-Briggs profile. I'm not quite that good yet, but uh, I can start to interpret, I can, I can start to extrapolate on certain Myers-Briggs personality pro, uh, traits from looking at the combinations of these particular things. So is this useful? Is it, would, would the ability to know how people make decisions change the way you do things in any way? You type in the chat how that would change what you're doing. Yep, okay, is this useful? Perfect, all right, so this was the first radioactive nugget that I, I discovered when I started going through the face reading, okay? <clears throat> the next one to me was not quite as significant on the surface, but when I started really thinking about it and I started studying a lot uh, with Chase and, and some of the other body language experts out there, I started to realize why this is important. The next piece is, would it be, would it be useful would it be useful to be able to look at someone and peel back their social masks? In other words, to look at somebody and know what kind of a person they are in public and then to look at them slightly differently and know what kind of a person they are in private when nobody's looking, when the world isn't watching. Would that be useful? Okay. This next piece is an amplifier to everything that we're, that's going to come later. Okay. It's going to, this on the surface at first doesn't seem like it's quite as useful as the decision-making process, but when you factor this next piece in with what comes after it, it becomes, for those of you who are therapists, managing teams, hiring people, this is going to be massive. Okay. Changed everything about how I deal with people. And this is about public versus private personas. When you look at a person's face, and by the way, this is not, this is one of the few places uh, where there's no gender specificity uh, from the Chinese medical perspective. In certain aspects of Chinese medicine, um, it's different for men and women. This is one of the few places where um, these, these attributes are universal. So this is gonna be your right. This is gonna be your left, okay? Now, most people are right eye dominant. 
What does that mean when we're looking at a face? It means that we tend to pay most attention to what we see through our right eye. And because we tend to project what we do on the inside with what we do on the outside, when we look at a person, we, look, we tend to look at their right side first. So in other words, I will literally look at through my right eye at, a person, at the right side of a person's face. That's going to give me their public face. It's going to give me their public face, the face that they want to show the world, okay? Are you with me so far? Okay, perfect. If I want to know who they are in private, when the lights are out, when the, when the curtains are drawn, when nobody's watching or they think they're alone, I need to get my left eye in the game. So I need to take my left eye and look at the left side of their face, okay? And I actually have it written over here, but it's more dynamic to watch me do it, okay? So are we, are we, are we cool so far? Public face, right. Private face, left. This is true if you're male or female, okay? I don't know. I was told, and again, um, here's what I would do because um, JD's asking some very good questions. If they're left, actually it wouldn't be if they're left eye dominant, it is if you're right eye dominant. They're, the do hemispheric dominance in terms of right-handed or left-handedness does not seem to play a role in, in the reading of a person's face. This is based on the reader, or the person doing the reading, not the person being read. So. If you're using this process to read people, why is the private side of the face more attractive than the public side? I wouldn't say that it's all that, that sounds like a generalization. I wouldn't say that's always true. In fact, uh, what I've seen many times is this exactly the inverse is that the private side, especially if there's someone who's had a lot of emotional um, traumas and emotion, private emotional suffering, their left side tends to be more lined and marked than their right side. Now we'll get to that in just a minute. But are we clear on right versus being public, left being private? Are we are we clear with that? Perfect. Okay. Now, how do we use this? Okay. Well, this is going to become far more useful in the next segment. Uh, but let's look at this. When we look at the markings of a person's face, we're looking for asymmetry. In case you weren't aware, most people's faces are not symmetrical. However, the common standard of beauty in the industry is that the more facial symmetry you have, the more beautiful we tend to view that face. But when, as a face reader, we are looking for predominance of features and facial asymmetry. So one of the first things that we wanna look at on right versus left are the eyes. We wanna know which eye is larger, which is more closed. Are the cheekbones or the, the markings on the cheek deeper or more prominent or longer on the right side versus the left side or the left side versus the right side? Are, is the mouth or the eyes upturned or downturned? Are they more upturned or downturned on the right side or the left side? The, the longer and deeper the markings on the face, the more 
intense the emotion, the, the emotional reservoir is, the more predominant and more often those emotions have been experienced. And generally speaking, uh, the deeper and more powerful the emotional charge tends to be. Jimmy says, I have a beard and sunglasses most of the time. Could this still work? Absolutely. You just have to look at different things. You just have to look at different things. Beards tend to amplify the traits they cover. Okay. Because it, it actually adds more energy to the area. Um, so unconscious. So one of the things that, uh, for those of you who are therapists, uh, this is something that I teach in my hypnotherapy and my NLP classes. Uh, and this is called the dynamics of the unconscious response. Remember that the unconscious mind always answers first. It always answers honestly. It always feels like you're making it up. You almost always have an urge to edit what just came up. It's never loud and it's never linear. Now, for those of you, um, more on this can be found in my, uh, my Identity by Design Real World Hypnosis course, as well as my uh, Hypnosis uh, Real World Trauma Resolution courses, where we go deep dive into these six characteristics and why they're important for every therapist to know, okay? Um, and if you understand this, you can dramatically resolve the resistance to any session that you do. Okay. So these are the things that we want to look at when we're evaluating public versus private. Now, when would this be useful? When would this be useful? Um, just so I understand you better, go ahead and type in the chat when you think having this information or knowing this information would be useful. Type it in the chat for me. DD on YouTube is asking, does a chin that's not symmetrical mean anything? Absolutely. Everything means something. Everything means something. The question is, is, you know, how much bandwidth do you have to process these things? Jamie J says every day and everything. Yes. Okay. Now here's what I have discovered based on the teachings of my teacher, based on uh, some of the things I've learned from my good friend, Chase. Um, you see, when you're an influencer, you are in the business of giving permission to people. Permission to be something or someone they wouldn't normally be in a given context or circumstance. How does this apply to face reading? Very simple. Most people in the business world are operating from here, from their right eye, from their right side face or their public persona. In other words, the one thing you do not want to do in most cases, in most business settings is peel back their social mask and unlock their private side. You're going to elicit defensiveness. You're going, unless you're doing it strategically. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. So when you influence people, and you're in a business or professional setting, you want to do things that cause them to associate into the positive aspects of that persona, the public persona, and dissociate from the negative things in that public persona. Okay. So we would talk about things that cause them to take on an identity that is positive, that they want to be more like. We would talk about the things we hate in people who have the opposite, but we want to target it specifically to their public Thank you for listening to The Unlimited Influence, Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, 
Don't hesitate to call at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer. 